everybody. Welcome into today's episode. I am so glad that you found us here today. John Blevins and I recorded a really fun episode. He actually said it's the most fun that he's had on the show in quite some time, which either means it's a really great episode or he's been bored out of his mind for the last few months. So, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, the internet has been on my mind a lot. So we talked about this thing that we literally use almost all day, every day that I've just been thinking about a lot and how really crazy and cool and possibly bad it could be. Uh, we also uh, play a new game called Catholic Fantasy Football, where John and I uh, essentially draft a team of, uh, you know, Catholic heroes. And we also talk about Alpha. Our, our parish is bringing in this new evangelization tool called Alpha. And uh, we're actually like starting this week. And John has run it before at his previous parish. So uh, I asked him some questions about it and, and uh, we talk about pre-evangelization and the good that that can do. So if you enjoy today's episode, please hit that subscribe button. It would really, really help us out. Uh, you guys enjoy. What's up? We're looking for take out like I am Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan Lene Bearded Blevins. That is the most hype intro you've done so far for me. I loved it. Uh, well, I'm really happy that you're here. I'm excited for you. Recording with you has been so much better since you started your new job. You're so less stressed. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you can tell. My wife yeah. can tell too. It's great. Oh, good. I was about to, <laughs> that's that's always a good thing. It was the same for me whenever I did it about a year ago too. So, um, everyone also, quit your job and start your own company. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not uh, professional advice. We do not give. This is advice. professional advice. <laughs> From John Blevins. You're waiting for a sign. This is it. So how have you been? Like, it seems like things are going well for you. Yeah, things are great, man. Uh, I'm excited the direction things are going in. We are launching some new shows coming up. We have some new partnerships we're announcing, which I'm excited about, including one with a company called Hot Charlie's. Um, it's a oh. it's a hot sauce. The guy's Catholic out of St. Louis. He's grown a lot in the last few years, and I've had his hot sauce for years. Garlic based, garlic based, bro. Garlic is like the one of the best foods ever, um, and it's just a really good hot sauce. I'm excited to announce that later in January. Forte Catholic, first people to find out about it. Uh, also, you just you just you just broke a rule. You're promoting something on this show that I didn't know about that I'm not getting paid for. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I'll send you a bottle of hot sauce. Yeah, okay. That's perfectly fine. I love hot sauce. Do you want extra hot ghost pepper or regular? Just regular. I can't Perfect. do the I can't do the crazy spicy anymore. As much Perfect. as my tongue would love it, my the rest of my body would not be thankful. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so John, there's something that happened last week on last week's show. Uh yep. oh no, it was uh two weeks ago now. Two weeks ago now. Uh Father Anthony and I we, we, you know, a lot of people say like, you know, when you're talking behind somebody's back, like keep, keep, keep their name out, out your mouth. Have you heard that saying before? Yeah. Keep my name out your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about you a lot. A lot. Uh, a lot on, on, on the first episode of 2022. Did you hear about this at all? Well, of course, you know, the third time I listened to it is really when I started recognizing <laughs> that you were making fun of me. <laughs> Uh, you're lying because <laughs> the whole setup for this was we were doing like our year in review and we were talking, I was, I was being, I started off very nice and I was like, yeah, I'm so thankful for these co-hosts. Like they give up their time once a month to come and, and hang out with me. Like literally, I was thinking about like literally all of you are like 
you're on one fourth of the podcast that we've put out for the last three years. I mean, it's a it's a big deal. The commitment that you guys get. I was just so thankful. And then I realized, like in my mind, that you weren't going to hear how thankful I was. Ah. And that because you don't listen to the podcast because you're a bad friend. Other than, you know, donating your time and, and being being, being <laughs> you, awesome. You, you've already thanked me by buying me Viore pants that I love <laughs> to death. Right. I, I, I bought you the most expensive lingerie that any man has ever owned in his entire <laughs> They're life. They're so comfy. They're so comfy. <laughs> um, so I was being really nice and then realized that you're not going to hear this. So once I realized in my mind that you're not going to hear this, I was like, I hate that guy. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. He is the worst. So, you know, just know that we are going to talk about you positively and negatively behind your back. Like, that's just what happens on the podcast. But it's not necessarily behind your back because, like, when you when you really want to talk behind somebody's back, like, you do it in a close, like, just two, three people, right, with nobody else can hear. I did it where literally anyone could just push a button on their phone and listen to it. I'm yeah. not afraid. I'm not afraid of you. You're and not I, my dad. I'm surprised that nobody has said anything to me yet. I'm surprised that nobody's reached out on Twitter and been like, hey, can't believe what they said. They must know that you just didn't mean it. Well, or or I have inspired more loyalty on the internet than you have. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. No, Interesting. definitely. I can think of Andy would totally have told me uh, just to oh, be funny on Twitter. No, Andy's in my pocket, man. We're we're tight. <laughs> We're tight. He, he, Andy, I'll pay you five hundred thousand like dollars to be in my pocket, and by dollars <laughs> I mean doll doll hairs. Doll hairs. <laughs> uh, he would actually love that if you mailed him doll hairs. He'd be like, "This is sweet. I love." <laughs> All I have is this five dollars. Dang it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So. With all of that being said, oh, we also, we, like uh, Father Anthony actually brought you up too. We talked about how uh, just successful you are on Twitch. But one thing that you did on Twitch is uh, last week you launched a new podcast on your Twitch channel. And guess what, Jonathan? Uh, what's that? I'm a good friend, so I listen to it. Thanks, bud. <laughs> I appreciate that. You should a- know that you have the la- like the last podcast I listened to six months ago was yours. Well, so it's uh, not like I'm out there consuming other content. I just unfortunately don't watch anyone on, on Twitch and don't listen to podcasts. You're I don't a bad time. friend equally to everyone in your life. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. So you want to know the trick, John? What's that? How uh, we'll talk about the podcast, but before we talk about your podcast, how long was the, was said podcast? Do you remember how long the live recording was? Um, what like my show, my new show? Yeah. Um, it was like 45 minutes. Yeah, it, like give, give or take 45 minutes yeah. to an hour, right? Uh, there was a little buffer at the beginning and the end. You know how long it took me to listen to it, John? How long? Uh, less than 30 minutes because I listen at two times speed. This is the trick, John. You know how much stuff you could consume if you listen? An hour podcast becomes 30 minutes. A 30-minute podcast becomes 15 minutes. Wait a second. That's how I'm able to, yes. I tried doing this with a show on Netflix that because I don't get to watch a lot of shows when I travel. No, 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 no. Netflix has do- an option. You can't do it, do it with TV shows. You can't do it with TV shows. The the visual speed okay. up is too much. It's got to be just the audio. Okay, because I hated it when I tried it on a TV show. Oh, it's plane, so bad. But that, so you're saying audio works. Audio works. Two times speed. If you want to like build up to it, maybe try one and a half, and that knocks like a 60-minute show down to 45. You know, like, so you can listen to this show in 45 minutes. But like you can listen to this show in 30 minutes, even though we sit here and you know put hours into it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Maybe I'll give it a shot. I'm just telling you, this is the trick. Okay, so this podcast that I listen to, I have to think about the name because I love the original that y'all are 100% spoofing, and I'm surprised yeah, you haven't. On purpose. 
I'm surprised you haven't been sued and like gotten a <laughs> cease and desist letter yet. Um, but one of the most popular shows on ESPN when back when ESPN was popular, uh, whenever we were growing up, was called Pardon the Interruption. And there's these two guys. They're like you could see the takes come in and everything they were going to talk about. It was a limited time for every topic they were going to hit. And you guys have started a new show, completely spoofing it, called Pardon the Intercession. Oh, it's so cute and isn't it kind of isn't it kind of cool? <laughs> It's so in your face and on your nose. Uh, it was it was so much fun. I loved it, y'all. Like, and one of the things that I think I think a lot of the listeners know, but they, I don't think they know the extent. One of the things that you often try to do whenever we plan these shows, like usually I plan two segments. I leave the door open in case like a, a co-host you know has something they really want to talk about. If you don't, I can probably make something up like this segment, or um, you know. But one of the things that you've done almost every time we recorded, you're like. Hey, let's talk about this hot button issue that everyone's angry about. I'm like, no, yes, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. One, because that's not what this show is for. This show is for joy and entertainment and a maybe yelling about something once every six months or so. But I was like, we have enough negativity. Let's have some positivity here on the show. But you are now on your own able to do your hot takes which is one wonderful for me because i'm not responsible for them but two the setup is just different like this show is not set up for hot takes it's set up, other than that segment we did with uh, father anthony when we just yell at jp for his hot <laughs> terrible hot takes <laughs> but like real hot takes about stuff going on in the church like but the way that y'all have it set up it's like three minutes a topic and you talk for two minutes and joel talks for one that's how every segment went fyi that's a little feedback for you interesting interesting <laughs> but it was so much fun i loved the show it was a blast thanks man uh yeah joel joel came up with the idea and uh we're gonna do another one called around the halo like around the horn which is one of one of my favorite shows we're gonna do the whole points thing and the winner at the end gets to rant about whatever topic or promote whatever they want for 30 seconds so i'm excited about it i'm excited about it i mean, i'm a little upset that i haven't been invited on that yet i feel like i would be tremendous at it and you know whatever it's fine you would be great and we actually had to go in one of two directions we we're going to either like have rotating guests which then of course we would invite you on um, or we were going to partner with an organization. And so we ended up doing that. Um, so it's going to be myself, Joel, a, a woman named Bridget, who's from University of St. Thomas in Houston, and then a rotating person from Word on Fire between Bobby Angel, Jackie Angel, and Father Blake. So unfortunately, we're not going to be able to have as many like guest appearances. Um, but we have other ideas coming down the pipeline that, of course, you'll be invited into. Yeah, whatever. What do you mean? I've never lied to you before. We have uh, here, here, we'll... Uh... We'll use all our good ideas and we'll invite good people. And then when we're at the bottom of the barrel of our ideas and the show's going to suck, then we'll invite Taylor. <laughs> no, no, no. Because here's the thing. One of the, like, we don't know what this company is going to be. It's really like in God's hands where we're, he's done every, all the work so far. Um, and so there, there's a chance that we could be at five, six, seven shows by the end of two years from now. And not that the five, six, and seventh show would be worse than the first two, but just different. It, it, it would be. It would be. And so it could, it could all, you know. it could. It could boom, you know. We we know what we need. We need a, like a cold pizza show from the ESPN back in the day, or like turned into first take, where it's like all day of hot takes. That's what we need. Uh, well, that that's uh, we've already kind of done that, John. Not the not the sense of the takes, but uh, the the old uh, first take show where it's just a man with a female co-host and they just yell at each other the whole time. Yeah. that's every month with me and Liv on this show. <laughs> I have, I will say, of all the, the guests and co-hosts that you bring on, uh, Liz, she's my favorite. Oh. 
I know my favorite too. I'll keep it. To no myself. one's gonna listen to this though, so they're not gonna know that. Crap! Yes, they are. Dang yes, it. everyone else listens, John. Dang it! I like them all equally. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, we we agreed earlier. You hate everyone equally. <laughs> um. So okay. So both of us. I mean, you've got your your new company. It's it's been exciting to to see all the stuff growing very quickly. Um. And I, I really did. I love this. Just the idea of it. I, uh, so Joel Stepanek, uh, your, your best friend, we've mentioned him on the show a few times. He's been on the show a few times. That's your co-host for that show. Um, which, by the way, you, they can watch live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Bearded Blevins. But if you want to watch that first episode, they can watch it where, John? Uh, they can watch it on YouTube and look up Bearded Blevins on YouTube, part of the intercession. Yeah, very good stuff. So uh, check out the show. But th- the other thing that I was thinking about is, uh, I think it was yesterday. I uh, so we're pre-recording this so like whatever but like yesterday I was putting out last week's show like last week as you listen to it last week's podcast and I, th- I guess it was just the scenario of it or just that my life's like slowed down to like a manageable rate you know after the craziness of last fall so just a little peek behind the curtains and and John you probably know a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, but uh, a lot of people listening don't. You know, they just they just push a button in their podcast app. It's the easiest thing to do. FYI, John, just open up your yeah. podcast app and push play. Su- super play. easy. Double um, speed, got it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but last week's show was a little more complicated than a regular show in the sense that, like, so here's here's how it happened. I recorded the interview with Dr. Michael Dauphiné from Ave Maria University. I recorded that a month ago, like in December. But we yep. had a bunch of specific shows in December. Like we had our Christmas episode. We had our New Year's episode. We always do the State of the Forte. And like, you know, I we didn't have as many guests. We had some other guests lined up. So it just got pushed back to where like I had this interview from a month ago. So how we record this is like I record my audio on my computer. I record my video on my camera. And then I have to match those two things up in the software. Then uh, like the editing software, right? And then I had to take the guests who didn't have a good ca- like a like computer uh, camera, so he recorded himself on his iPhone for the video, but recorded oh, wow. his audio through his computer. So he sent me those two things, and then I have to match those things up to each other to make like the mouth movement match the audio. That and sounds then horrible. All- and then also match it to me, right? Like to where it's like sounds like we're having this conversation. Hello. My name is this. Your name is this. Uh, tick a tick a slim shady. And then, uh, so that was the the middle episode, the middle segment. And then the first and second, the first and third segments, Allison and I recorded about a week early, right? So now I'm combining this thing from a week early in person to this thing from a month early from a professor in Florida on his Christmas break, right? And yeah. then the day that I'm doing this, I record like the intro, the outro, the um the uh, commercials and all, 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 all those things, I record those on Tuesday. And then, I, so I take all those things, I put it together, and then I, and then I like export it, right? Export it to the video, export it to the audio for YouTube and for the podcast. And then I go to, to these, you know, these sites on the internet where I can, you know, upload the audio. And these, through the miracle of technology, I ultimately push a button. I type things in so you can see it. I type in the title. I, I add the, the image that somebody else made. And then I put all these things and I hit publish. And at the moment I hit publish, like people all across the world can access this thing that was created through software so that we could record it on my computer in this little tiny room. And now people all across the world can hear it. And it just like, it's one of those things like we all take the internet so much for granted. And like, I do this stuff all the time. So I take it for granted, 
Do you know how, like how insane that sounds to people 30 years ago? It's crazy. Yeah. The internet I mean, is crazy. And just a century or two ago, people were dying of dysentery trying to get to a different state. It's wild. You know, that was the video game for 30 years ago called Oregon Trail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is wild, though, to think about. I, Joel and I were talking about that like years ago. I was driving him from Arizona to Wisconsin, and then he left me again, moved back to Arizona. And as I was driving back to Wisconsin, we're like looking, Googling answers to ridiculous things. And we're both just like, man, people used to die on this journey. Like, we're just right. driving, looking up stuff. We have like an encyclopedia on our phone. It is wild. Right. It's it's so crazy. And like, what what's even crazier to me? So like, I'm I'm into like the the production side of things, right? Pre-record something, edit it, and then publish it. What's even crazier? Because like, I've tried to do some live stuff, and I know that it's harder. You just like almost every day during the week, you push a button. And people can interact with you live. All you're doing is playing video games in a room, usually by yourself. And hundreds of people can interact with you from all over the world. It is crazy. And we're all just like, oh, yeah, we took it for advantage because we can open up this phone, push one button, and I can be hanging out with you. It's so weird. <laughs> it is. It is super, super weird. And if you, it's one of those things. That, there's a word for this, by the way, and I forget what the word is. There is a word for like, if you think about it too long, it just doesn't make sense and your brain hurts. And I forget what the word is, but that's what it's like, right? If you just go deep enough, you're like, oh man, this is all very weird and wild. Yeah. And I think like the trigger for me was like, one of the things you can do with podcasts and like YouTube videos is you can schedule them to come out. Like, so instead of like hitting publish, like when everything was ready, I like scheduled it and went and did other stuff. Like I went to church to this alpha training. We're talking about alpha in the next segment, but like I went to this alpha training thing, like you know, an event at church. And while I'm there, the YouTube video publishes, and then I get home and I'm going to bed. And it's like the, the podcast version always releases at one a.m. You know, like that, like that day, right? Uh, so that it comes out the begin, you know, essentially the beginning of Wednesdays when the show comes out. I was falling asleep right around one o'clock, and then I got an, I got a. Like a little notification on my phone, like, oh, hey, the new episode of Forte Catholic is out. I'm like, this is crazy. I yeah. did this eight hours ago, and now people <laughs> just have access to it. Like, it was, it was just one of those things that it seems so simple to us, but it's simple because we have shut off our minds to thinking about it. We're just like, eh, it just works. <laughs> yeah, like you don't even imagine like stressing. But what if the internet forgets? It won't. <laughs> It'll post it for you. Don't even worry about it. You know what, John? The internet listens to my podcast. The internet is a better friend to me than you are. That's right. That's right. And the internet never forgets. The internet, oh, yeah. The internet always remembers both positively and negatively. The internet doesn't forgive as well as you. So that's a point that's for right. you in the, friend, in the friendship yes. column. Um, but I, I was just thinking about it, like just how like I kept thinking about the Tower of Babel and how like, you know, in the Old Testament, they're like, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to build a tower to reach God. Like that's the technological place that they were in. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, God's like, Oh, you're getting too close to heaven or whatever. And then he like makes them all confused. A very strange story. If you really think about it. Uh, but now we build towers that honestly are probably taller than Babel ever was. They're called cell phone towers paid for by AT&T <laughs> and Verizon. And we all connect to them. Like we have way more power in this little device in our hands than the tower of Babel ever had. And like it, like yeah, like we—it's wild the amount of things we can do in this. We can do so many great things. I can, I can use it to buy plane tickets to go see friends across the world. I can use it to find information. I can also use it for nefarious things, right? Just like Tower of Babel wasn't the greatest idea, but the fact that like we we have a tool in our pockets that is 
just like St. Paul would have killed for this. Like, you know, he killed for Judaism, but that's a whole other thing. He would have killed for this amount of technology to be able to share the gospel. He was writing paper letters to people and it changed the world. Can you imagine what he could have done with a cell phone? <laughs> it is it is crazy to think about, right? That, that Just the 12 and how, where they were in the world and what technology was not like then and what it is now. It's crazy how wild it spread, the message of hope in Christianity. Yeah. Judas was an Android user. I know that for sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, Adam and Eve loved Apple. <laughs> Bad joke because it was just a fruit, not an apple, but it's still a funny joke. It was a funny joke. So uh, now we have equally made fun of every, uh, two major companies. Good job. Yes. <laughs> Elon well, Musk, by the way, might be building the new Tower of Babel. We don't really know what he's doing, trying to get into space. Maybe, maybe he's trying to reach the Lord. Uh, maybe it has already happened and God confused his language and that's why he named his baby symbols. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So anyway, I, I've just been thinking about it a lot. Just like the, you know, like, yes, like these, you know, we use the internet professionally to share the good news of the gospel, but I, I was just thinking about it. Like for, for all of us, just taking, like realizing the opportunity that we have with, our, you know, with the internet, with our technology, like we, a lot of people are like, oh, technology, it's new and it's scary and it's bad. And it could be the Tower of Babel. But at the same time, like the apostles would have killed for this, right? So like if you're a good person seeking goodness, truth, seeking God, like we can use these tools uh, for good instead of just, you know, tweeting random thoughts every now and then like I've been doing for the most part. <laughs> so, Amen. Use it for good. Change the world change the world okay that is your tagline for your show go check out uh bearded blevins twitch.tv slash bearded blevins go check out pardon the intercession on youtube that episode was so much fun i'm so proud of you you did it you're a little podcaster all without me i feel like i've raised you and you're my little son off to do his own thing thanks dad <laughs> you're welcome son okay don't go anywhere we'll be right back we'll talk about another evangelization tool that we are starting at my parish that john has uh, um, some experience with called alpha don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. World Youth Day is a little over a year away. For those of you guys who don't know, World Youth Day is the largest gathering of human beings in the entire world. Not of Catholics, literally ever. The last World Youth Day broke the record for most human beings ever, ever gathered together for one reason. Uh, over 2 million Catholic youth and young people will be there. It's going to be August 1st through 6, 2023 in Lisbon, Portugal. The Holy Father will be there in attendance. Uh, be there in attendance. In attendance mean the same thing. I just wanted to make sure that you knew he was going to be there. Um, Select International has helped organize parish and diocesan trips for World Youth Day for the last four events. And they are looking to help parishes and dioceses do the same. There's a lot of additional places you can go, like Lourdes, Rome, and so much more. So if you are interested, or if your parish or your diocese, you want, you want to get them some help, go to the best in Catholic pilgrimages over at uh, Select International. Go to ForteCatholic.com slash tours. ForteCatholic.com slash tours for this and all their other upcoming trips. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Lene. So we started this thing at our church. I mentioned it, I think, on last week's podcast, where we're starting this program called Alpha. 
uh, yeah. alpha meaning like you know beginning so a lot of, a, a lot of it comes from like it's often hard to invite non-catholics to mass like that's our biggest thing that we have and it's like mass is built for catholics like literally I, like a lot of people think that's like a weird thing to say but like rcia which is the church's way of bringing people into the church and like what the church says is the model for all evangelization the rcia process what do they do with rcia people who aren't catholic yet before they learn about what the mass is they go to the liturgy of the word and then halfway through mass they're invited to go to like class and learn about the mass and eucharist and learn about the faith because like they're not catholic yet so like the liturgy of the eucharist like it's not for them at that point right hopefully it will be along along the line but like it seems like a controversial thing to say but it's what the church has been saying for 2000 years so take it up with them not me so <laughs> I, I, like we're starting this alpha thing and it just it just feels so good, John, because like there have been mo there have been a few families that I've wanted to invite to church or like uh, some like former Catholics that haven't been or, you know, uh, former masculine Catholics that haven't been in a long time. And then a couple of people who aren't Catholic that I'm like, I think this would be a good place. But as listeners of the show know, my church has been has been gone through some rough patches over the last yes, few years. Even I know this. <laughs> right. And it, yeah, you haven't even listened to you. And know. I know, yeah. <laughs> I yelled about it so loud that you just heard about it without even yep. pushing play. Um so it's just like it just didn't feel like a place that I wanted to invite people to. We got a, you know, uh, people have been listening the last, you know, year or so, know that we got a new pastor. I'm excited. A lot of good things are happening. We're starting this alpha program that's like meant to be the place where you can invite people because it's not mass. Like you you come in, have a meal, Talk about faith. It's not like super pushy. It's like this pre-evangelization thing. Now I've talked for a long time, uh, because I but I want to hear from you because I'm excited about this thing, but it is new to me and I'm not quite sure what I've gotten myself into. But at your last parish, you actually led this. You were the king of it. Yeah. So in in your in your uh, like in your eyes and ears and nose and mouth and and feeling. Apparently, I did all the senses for some reason. Uh, <laughs> what what was Alpha and like what what it like? What's the point of it? Yeah. So, okay. So a couple things, right? First, Archdiocese of Chicago, um, a couple years ago, did a huge conference for the entire Archdiocese and brought in a bunch of people who do Alpha and have seen success with it and speakers and whatever. And they kind of said like, hey, we want everyone to do this, right? Over the next few years, we want everybody, every parish to be using Alpha as their launch program, right? Um, and, and then I got, when I took this new job a couple years ago as the director of evangelization at my parish in St. James, um, the pastor was like, you're doing Alpha. Um, you know, and, and, and I, and that was fine. I, I was cool with it. I did a lot of research. I actually went to a conference uh, put on by the people who uh, did Alpha. Um, and I went to London and went to this great leadership convocation conference thing and learned all about it and went to the place where Alpha originated. And that was one of the coolest. I'm telling you, Protestants just kill these conferences, man. It was awesome. Um, and had a lot of fun there. So I, I did a crash course on it, but I didn't really have a choice. And if I did have a choice, I would have waited a little bit before I implemented it for a couple of reasons. One, the Archdiocese of Chicago basically is saying, okay, everyone in your pews needs this because most, your average parishioner who goes to mass on Sunday probably doesn't know the kerygma very well. Like just the basically, why, why do we go to church? Like a lot of people are still going to mass out of obligation, right? And I'm obviously speaking in generalities. Um, and so it's very good, I think, for the pew people to become, to, to, to start Alpha Get in small I just, groups. I thought of stormtroopers when you said pew, that. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> It's good for the people in the pews to go through it so they can not only like get re-energized in their faith and learn the kerygma and, and maybe start sharing it in a new way, maybe trying to bring their kids back or their grandkids who might not be going to church. Um, but then also you can, you can form them into disciples after that program and form them into small groups and kind of build out the pathway, if you will, of how someone goes from, I don't have them in a church in a long time to... 
I go to mass every Sunday and I have a relationship with God. Um, and so we didn't really have that part ready, but we tried to kind of speed it up because my pastor was like, hey, we're doing this, we're doing it now. Um, and so here's a trap that can happen with Alpha, right? Usually the first round goes great. It doesn't matter if you have 10 people or 50 or 100. The first round is going to be great because the videos are well done. They're inspiring. They do spark conversation. They're beautiful. Um, and if you have a small group leader that knows how to lead a conversation afterwards, um, and especially if you've got drinks and food and dinner like you're supposed to do it there and you have great hospitality, it just naturally happens where people open up and have uh, encounters and have experiences and are willing to share their faith. What ends up happening, though, if you don't have a place for those people to go after is they just sign up again and, the, and it, can, it becomes this giant cycle of like the conversation it's now called beta. <laughs> literally, the conversation ends up being like when you first launch it again, like this, let's say season two, if you will, it ends up being like, which alpha session is this for you? And this is my fourth time, you know, and it kind of becomes this like club. And I think that happens in a lot of ministries we do in the church. And so I think uh, I think alpha is great, has a lot of potential. I personally think if you have someone that can get up and teach and who's charismatic and can speak, um, I think doing everything Alpha suggests doing, but using a person in, in real life who they might know to lead those sessions in the basics of the faith could be even more fruitful. But most parishes don't have that and most churches don't, which is why Alpha is a great tool. But I I, I will put, say this until I die about Alpha and any program that's pre-evangelization. If you don't have a plan for where people go after, it will just fall off the tree. Sure. So like examples of like where to go after. So like uh, for somebody who comes that isn't Catholic, like the whole goal is by the end of the, the it's a 12 week program. Like by the end of that, like get them into RCIA, start bringing them to, you know, to mass at some point along that journey. Start inviting them to church um, for people who are Catholic, like having Bible studies or adult faith formation or, uh, you know, small groups or th those sorts of things like having having that. But it, it's interesting that th that is your. It's interesting that that's your takeaway because that's not I, – I, I guess it is a worry of mine that I could see happening at our parish, just like what you're talking about. But the biggest worry that I have had or, like, the bigger problem that I have had is that we haven't had a place to initially get people in the door yet, right? So, like, even if we have had, like, adult faith formation or Knights of Columbus or, or Bible studies or that sort of thing, like, that was for the people who have been around for 30 years. We haven't yeah. had something at all. So it's like, like – we didn't have like the introductory step. So like, think about if there's steps going into the church, right? And then you take out the first three steps. Like now everybody has to like climb up and pull yeah, yourself yeah. up from the third step or whatever. Like this is the initial, like the pre-evangelization, like, Hey, we're like the, the, the whole goal of it that they told us was like, we're not trying to win arguments. We're trying to win people like win yeah. over people with one, just how we treat them, love, respect, being welcoming, and then with the gospel message, like let God win them over, right? Because uh, I think so often, like it, it happens, uh, uh, 90, we talked about the internet last time, the negative things that happen on the internet is people are like, oh, somebody's like, oh, I'm a Protestant, and I'm not sure if I believe that, uh, that you know, that, G that the Eucharist is actually Jesus. And then what all the Catholics do? <laughs> Start yelling at them. You're an idiot. John yeah. Six says that. Uh, it's obvious, right? You're you're, you're so stupid. What is you? It's like, God, like that is the opposite of evangelization. You're being a jerk, and what you're trying to do is make yourself feel better about what you believe. Or maybe you're doubting it recently, and you're trying to prove it to yourself. Don't don't use them as the reason for that. Yeah. Right? Like, but we haven't had a, a way to win people, and our pastor, like his big thing is all, like he got to the parish, and he's like. He asked me, somebody who's been in the parish for six years and evangelizes for a living. He was like, Taylor, like, when's the last time?
like an, like we brought somebody who wasn't Catholic in, into this church. And I was like, never since I've been here, you know? So um, I, I get what you're saying about like, you know, I think our church has probably had steps six through 10 down. Let's just say there's 10 steps, right? We've had six through 10 down, you know? We need to, we're starting to try to build one, two, and three. And I think what you're saying is like, make sure that four, five, and six are there. But man, I really want one, two, and three first. It's way easier to start on those ones than to start on step six. It is (laughs) because I think the biggest danger with Alpha is it reminds me of the Catholics come home commercials, which, right? You're like, all of us remember those, like, us millennials. We all remember like watching the NFL playoffs and watch and a Catholic commercial coming out, right? We're like, what is this? Like, and, it, and the Catholics come home. It's like, okay, but what are they coming home to? If nothing has changed in your parish and the hospitality sucks and the mass is, you know, made up by the priest and they're not saying what they're supposed to, what is it that we're welcoming them back to? And that's my fear with Alpha, right? Okay, Alpha brings in 50 people to RCIA. Great. Does your RCIA program suck? Because if it does, then then it doesn't matter that you brought those 50 people in. So make sure your RCA program is dynamic and led by somebody who knows the faith and believes in it and can inspire and teach the truth with love and mercy, um, right? So if you have those things, like you're kind of saying your parish does, I think Alpha is an awesome tool to bring people in the door. And really, I, I think what it does best is it really does get like, it takes people's initial guard down. The hospitality, the food, if you can have an adult beverage uh, present at your parish, it, it's recommended at Alpha to do that. Uh, um, we, we we're allowed to as long as we turn it into the blood of a deity. <laughs> oh, perfect. perfect. We've got that on lockdown. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and, 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 so, and so that's like step one, right? The first veil gets kind of dropped by people. And then it, the videos really are well done and they do spark conversations at the table. And so if you have good leaders and you have somewhere to send them after, I think it could be a very um, transformative tool in parish life. Sure. Okay. So let's, let's parse this, um, this line between pre-evangelization and evangelization. Um, some like, so John, you're, you're going, you're trying to talk to somebody in pre-evangelization and evangelization. How do you, how do you treat those situations differently? Um, that's a great question. I, I think, I think first it's just being like pre-evangelization. It's funny because everything you do in pre-evangelization is necessary in evangelization as well. Um, it's just the intention of where the conversation is going to go. Right. I think so. If I'm being authentically Catholic at all times, I'm going to be myself. I have many other interests besides the church, football, uh, all kinds of sports, um, uh, TV shows, movies. You know, I've got a family. Like I have a lot of things I can talk about to to people, right, and relate to people. Um, But when, but if I'm being authentically Catholic, I'm not going to participate in anything that is going to lead away from the gospel. Um, And so, oftentimes, just having conversations with people and and being able to relate to them and have and, and talk eventually something's going to come up where they ask a question or say something or they pick up on the fact that if I'm streaming and I'm not swearing, why not? And they ask the question, okay, why? Almost like when St. Paul says, be ready to give a reason for your hope. I feel like pre-evangelization is the conversation that happens before someone asks you why you have hope. Wow, I can't believe I just said that. I need to tweet that. It was so I'm, I'm glad I didn't interrupt you. I wanted to interrupt you and be like, the amount of times that you die in Fortnite, you probably should cuss a little bit more on the game, but that's just me. That's just me. Uh, but really, like that is, it's right before that, whatever happens before the moment where they say, how come you're joyful? How come you have hope? That's pre-evangelization. And then, of course, being ready to share the reason, I think, is the, is the evangelization part of it. Um, and that's what I think Alpha really does well. Um, but it, I'm telling, it does not, it does not a disciple make, which that's what I think parishes. Another mistake parishes like, oh, they go through Alpha, they're good, um, and it's like, no, it's not even Catholic. Um, they, they do a good job. They have the Pope is in there, 
Uh, they, I think they have a bishop in a couple of the videos, if I remember correctly. And so it is cool. It's kind of uh, very ecumenical. Um, but it's it's definitely, most, people aren't going to watch it like, oh, I want to be Catholic now. So those leaders really matter and who's going to lead those small groups. Yeah. So it's interesting because like, I, I feel like a lot of, like your everyday Catholic, like the people that are sitting in the pews that are, you know, existing on- online. What I see a lot of is people get excited to, to uh, that they have learned something new and they want to share it. And usually if people who have been following God learn something new, usually it's something within catechesis, which is like the teaching, the depth of the faith, those sorts of things, right? Um, so we're, we're, a lot of people tend to catechize, try to catechize people instead of evangelization when a lot of people need evangelization. And that evangelization is like, yeah, like I believe that Jesus died for our sins, that that uh, that because of that we're forgiven and that we can have life in him, th- those sorts of things, right? And then even less amount of people, I think, I think a lot of Catholics feel uncomfortable doing pre-evangelization because it feels like you're not accomplishing what Jesus said, or like so you can feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough, where... Um, one one example that, to kind of help flesh this out, or at least how it's fleshed out in my head, is like we do all three of those things here on the show, right? Like we 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 have had examples of segments that are pre-evangelization, that are evangelization, that are catechesis. Like I'm thinking, like last week we did a pretty deep dive into typology of baptism, and that's yeah. rare. Like we don't do a lot of catechesis yeah. on this show, right? But that segment was catechesis because it was something new that I learned and I was excited about it, right? So yeah. there was some catechesis, but it's not the main goal. Like here in a second, like our, our next segment, John, we're going to play a game called like uh, uh, Catholic f- uh, f- uh, fantasy football, Catholic fantasy football. Love it. And it's like, we're going to be like, hey, Catholic people who that we would draft to be on our fantasy football team. That's not catechesis. We're not teaching people anything. <laughs> it's it's fun. And like it, that, can, like, yeah, we might talk about certain biblical characters, or whatever, but like that's a pre-evangelization thing. That's And like for me, pre-evangelization, like how it makes sense in my head is I want somebody to have a good experience in something Catholic. That's pre-evangelization for me, right? Yeah. I want you to, like, because a lot of people come in with, like, oh, the Catholic Church has all these problems and all of these things, and that's just the Catholics. Think about what the non-Catholics think, right? Like, I just want people, like, our junior high summer camp that I used to lead, there there was a little, maybe there was, like, 30 to thirty minutes to an hour scheduled of, like, Jesus stuff in yeah. the 24 hours that we're at camp every day. Because it's like, I want them to have a good experience with something Catholic and then evangelize them a little bit every evening, right? And that's okay. I, I feel like we just need to, as Catholics, be a little bit more okay with the pre-evangelization stuff and like not feeling guilty that we weren't like, "Hey, Jesus died for your sins" every three minutes, or "Hey, let's prove that the, you know confession is okay" or whatever. Like, yeah, it's it's okay to like just be a normal Catholic, and and people might like you were saying, you know, ask you like, "Hey, why are you the way that you are?" And that's just yeah. me asking you why you're and, the way that you are. That's a whole other thing. And I don't even think that it's like they might like they will eventually they will ask. Um, and if they don't ask, they'll find out another way, right? By listening to you talk to someone else about it or or whatever. So I, yeah, I think if you're doing it well and you're living out the Catholic faith well, people will notice and then they will eventually ask. Sure. Okay, cool. Well, I, I'm I'm excited for this program. I'm excited to have a pastor that cares about, you know, fulfilling the greatest commandment. You know, Amen. Uh, the, great, the Great Commission too is what I meant. But um, I'm just really excited about it. Um, I'm glad to hear, and like I'm on the team for it. So I, you know, we we just did our training, and like they were talking, like even the alpha people were like, if you don't have somebody to send them after this, 
then this is pointless, right? So yeah. um, hopefully we can keep working on those sorts of things too. So it's just good to hear. Like I, I, I didn't really necessarily know what I'm getting myself into. I know like the goal of it, but like I haven't been to a session yet. So it's good to hear from you, knowing that you've that you've done it and kind of seen the the good and the potential pitfalls. So hopefully you just helped out my parish, Jonathan. Perfect, man. The fruit can be abundant. Cool. So um, instead of talking about pre-evangelization, we're going to do a little bit of it with our Catholic uh, f- fantasy football. Why is it so hard for me to say? Catholic I don't know. Catholic fantasy, fantasy football. football. You did it. You did it. Um, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back for one of the sillier segments we've done in a while. <laughs> Y'all, there is still time to get your hands on this OCP Breaking Bread e-missile app uh, because, you know, the new year just started. This app is really helpful uh, for whenever you are in mass. You literally just open up the app. Boom, it knows what day it is and it pulls up all the readings. My favorite part is that not only does it pull up the readings, but it pulls up like the priest prayers, the prayers that he that he is saying throughout the mass really helps me stay focused uh, because we all know that I have some problems staying focused. The E-Missile Breaking Bread app can be found in the App Store, Google Play, $4.99 and it's available for the entire liturgical year. So head to your app store, wherever you, uh, you know, get your apps and get it today. I'm loving it. Welcome back to Fort the Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is John Blevins. The bearded wonder. It's so funny. I don't like to say it every segment, but you want me to say it every segment. I do. You're so cute. You're such a cute little My middle name, Lene. (laughs) Uh, So as as we mentioned uh, at the end of the last segment, uh, we have done stuff like this before. We've done you and I have done Saint Power Rakings. We've done like athlete, uh, you know, uh, biblical characters. A little bit of draft. Uh, uh, Yeah. So here's what we're gonna do. Typical fantasy football. A lot, a lot of people's fantasy football leagues just ended. Uh, we're not going to talk about how my season ended. Let's just say it ended a while ago. <laughs> did you, did you play fantasy this year? I play, I, I play in three leagues a year. I made the money in two out of three this year. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. I'm so much better at like sports gambling than I am at fantasy <laughs> football. So that's where I keep my money. Um, so, but with typical fantasy football. Um, we're going to kind of simplify it a little bit. Uh, most fantasy football has a quarterback, most, most. A quarterback, two running back, two receivers, a tight end, a defense, a kicker, uh, and a... I missed some Flex. A flex. A, f- a flex, right, which could be a, a, any of the running back, wide receiver, or tight end. So we're going to simplify this a little bit, and we're going to do our Catholic fantasy football team. I said it correctly. It only took me a whole second Amazing. to get to it. Um, what we are going to do is John and I have both uh, picked people to be we're going to simplify it a little bit one quarterback one running back one wide receiver one tight end one kicker and one defender so not a whole defense but one person that's going to play on our defensive squad uh so we have prepared this we haven't talked about our list we don't know we might share people we don't know i hope we don't taylor this is our our second or third thing that we've done like this where we pick things like and and I take this so seriously and I love it. <laughs> and and I really, really hope that I was creative enough to only pick the ones I did and that you have different ones. I mean, you're, you and I think very similarly when it comes to like faith stuff, but when it comes to these drafts, we've never even been on like the same wavelength. So it's actually yeah. kind of a good thing. Here's hoping. Yeah. So let's start with where every team has to start. You have to start with the quarterback. John, I'll let you go first. Who is your quarterback? My quarterback, uh, and I thought a lot about this because I, I got your text yesterday and I, I didn't finalize the list until right before we started, but David. David, who slayed Goliath with that pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> right, yeah. That's you know what I mean? And uh, and so I, I need him. I need that. He's that underdog. He's that Matthew Stafford for me 
who is going to get the job done. He doesn't look like he's going to, but my goodness, he I want this guy leading my team. That's a really good one. And I think Thank it's you. better. I think that your quarterback is better. I'm just, I'm just being going to be honest. If I think mine's better, I'm going to say it. If I think yours is better, okay. I think yours is better, but mine's also pretty good. And, John, I, uh, when I, we were planning these lists, I told you that quarterback was the hardest one for me to pick. Yeah. And here's why it was hard for me to pick is I'm a Houston Texans fan. Uh, we have had some good quarterbacks in the past, but you know the problem with most of our quarterbacks? What's they, that? They get hit every single play because our offensive line has always been bad. Yeah. So somebody trying their best, persevering through getting hit every single play, somebody who's still going to be a good leader, somebody to aspire to, uh, anybody other than Deshaun Watson these days, uh, <laughs> St. Sebastian, the patron saint of athletes. So I do have that going for me, but I could not get out of my mind that St. Sebastian, this great Christian leader, was, 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 was brutally murdered and martyred. Um, but they tried to kill him. They tried to kill him multiple times. They tried to beat him. They tried to hit him. They they beat the crap out of him. And did he die? No, he didn't. It <laughs> took them using pinpoint accuracy, shooting arrows at him to finally kill him. So I feel like a lot of Texans quarterbacks have been like that. They, they've been good leaders. They have been standing there in the pocket, trying their best to to be a good leader and throw and throw good passes, do good things. They end up just beaten up over and over again by St. Sebastian, but they don't die until we fire the coach and then the quarterback gets fired. So I, I love that both of us have, which, and I don't think I did this with anyone else, but both of us for the QB used experiences from our own teams. <laughs> that we like David is your Stafford and my quarterbacks just keep getting beat up. Over yeah. Over. Your quarterback has no line. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so you went first there. I'm going to start with the running back. So, um, one, like literally when I think of running in the Bible, I literally only think of one person, the young man, the young apostle who beat St. Peter to the, to the tomb. He ran fast. We know this. He's also a good guy. He is one of the sons of thunder, which is such a yep. cool title. Like you can just imagine having a, one of the guys nicknamed sons of thunder on your football team. We know that he's fast. We know that he's elusive. Uh, you know how we know he's elusive because all of the other apostles were martyred. <laughs> he was not, he was able to <laughs> elude the, the, elude the, uh, the bad guys. It was very fast. You need that combination of speed and elusiveness, and you're running back. St. John, the beloved disciple, one of the sons of thunder. So that's a good one. Uh, and and you picked you, – you really thought that through. I like that one. I, I'm I'm not going to admit that it's better than mine. Maybe a tie because I'm very proud of this. I, except I don't know how to say this person's name. Okay, This person's from 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 18. And it's going to sound like I'm saying two bad words combined kind of. Uh, but here we it, – it's, it's Asahel. Or or Asahel or Asahel or Asahel, A S A H E L. This is the line from Second Samuel two eighteen. Asahel was a fast runner, like one of the wild gazelles. <laughs> my running back is as fast as a gazelle, my friend. The Barry Sanders of the team. Uh, the first thing I think of when I hear of gazelles, first thing song is, of songs. No, I think legs of like gazelles. Oh. They bounce. They bounce. Yeah. Uh, what usually happens to running backs when they try to hurdle somebody? <laughs> uh, they, they, oh, dude, if it's Najee Harris, they hurdle him. Uh, like one out of ten times, <laughs> it looks great and it's on a highlight film. The other nine times, they, they get, get brutalized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I feel like he would be – I mean, honestly, that sounds like a name of 
of a person that plays in the NFL, like you said the name, and I was like, Namdi Asamoah, the cornerback yeah. for the Eagles, you know? Um, but, like, you know, so I, I like the name. I like the speed thing, but I kind of feel like he'd be one of those speed backs that would get injured really quick. Because, yeah. like, the second thing that I hear think about Gunnell, Gazelles is your team, Lions, brutalizing them. So all I can think about is your guy <laughs> getting hurt. So I, I'll give you the quarterback. I think my running back pick is better. But you get to okay. start us off with the with the wide receivers. Now, I think this person gets a bad rap, all right? And every Catholic speaker makes fun of his profession. But I, but if you if you look back and, and we got to listen to the whole story in Scripture, all right? Peter ends up catching a lot of fish at the end, okay? And he does, does he just know? fine. Yeah, sure. The <laughs> boat's tipping over. Jesus is about to ask him some important questions. They're going to have breakfast. And so I have Peter, who is so good at catching fish, he was even better at catching footballs. My wide receiver, the keys to the church, Peter. Uh, he lost a foot race to my running back. He's slow. That's okay. <laughs> he's 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 bigger and he's gonna catch everything. So he's like Kenny Galladay before he was bad. Uh, no, like so, yeah. Don't say Kenny Galladay. If you want to win the argument, say Larry Fitzgerald. Not fast, but one of the best receivers ever. There you go, ever. Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Old, been around forever. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I, I I still think um, I still think you know you kind of got a slow old receiver, which again you're connecting to your football team a little bit too much. Darn it. <laughs> Mine. This was interesting. Uh, you remember who my running back was, right? Yeah. St. John. John. Uh, one of the sons of thunder. Um, you have we the other have, one too, don't you? I do have the other one. We've got the sons of thunder on my team. We've Unbelievable. Got the running back and the wide receiver. We all know from the NFL, like one of the best receivers in, in the, uh, in the NFL, uh, Stefan Diggs, his, I think it's his brother or his cousin. I think it's his brother. Stefan Diggs. Who's Stephon, brother? Stefan Diggs. His, I think it's his brother. It might be his cousin. Just won the interception crown for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tra Diggs. Trayvon Diggs, right? We've got we've got the Kelsey brothers in the NFL. Like, anytime that there are brothers in the NFL, they're The St. Brown. The St. Brown brothers. The number one wide receiver for the Lions and the Packers. They just played against each other and the Lions won. Oh, so the number one wide receiver for the for the Lions, so like the 80th best receiver in the league. <laughs> Dude, he was amazing. He broke all of Calvin's records this year. Uh, no, Cooper Cup broke all of Calvin's records. No, no, with no, no. His, the Lions rookie season <laughs> records. It's good stuff. Uh, so I've. By got, the way, his name. By the way, Amon Ra St. Brown. Amon Ra is the sun god. Oh, oh, so blasphemous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, or unless you're saying the S-O-N God. And then it's That's what I mean. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just liked the idea. I couldn't pass it up of having the running back and the wide receiver be brothers just tearing it up. It's just such a great story. I love it. I love it. All right. So uh, I think you started with wide receiver. So I'm starting with tight end. Yeah. This one. I had to think about. It. I played tight end growing up, John. So tight end is like my favorite position. I love. Yeah. Uh, I gotta be careful how I say that. But I, I, I love like both strong and fast. Can catch. Can block. You got to be able to do it all. So you know what I looked up, John? I looked up uh, bad arse saints. <laughs> that, there you go. Okay. Uh, this one says six saints could kick your arse. <laughs> and I, I scroll, <laughs> I scroll down. Saint Nicholas. Well. This is this is the important. Uh, this is the important prep that I did for this show. There's someone who, I, who I've never heard of. I've never heard of this guy, but I think he'd be okay. a great tight end. St. Olaf, colon, a Viking. 
There's a There's... Viking who was an actual saint. No way. 100%. Rem- uh, it says, well, St. Olaf was a Viking. Barring uh, blah, 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 blah. They said, essentially said, unless we get a new ninja who becomes a saint or an astronaut, nobody's going to be able to take this guy. Known in real life as Olaf the Thick. Like, you've got to have a thick <laughs> tight end, right? Um, because Vikings were all cool with slightly unsettling nicknames. He was the king of Norway for about 13 years, starting in 1015. Um, back then, you know, Vikings can have a bad rap, but here's here's what he did. He says, unlike your grandfather's Vikings, Olaf was a Christian, which didn't necessarily mean he gives alms to the poor and hugged lepers, but it did mean that if he followed any kind of old faith, he would burn your temple to the ground and build a Christian church in its place, which is what love thy neighbor meant in 1015. <laughs> wow. That's pretty funny. So he was, instead of, you know, we think Vikings like, oh, destroying, no, if you make them one of ours, they will fight for us. You need somebody with that grittiness and kind of little unhinged playing the tight end position. I love my pick, St. Olaf the Viking. It's creative. I will give you that one. Uh, and it's it definitely it's kind of a mix of of the new age tight end and the old school tight end, right? Back in the day, they were just blocking tight ends and they rarely would catch the ball. Uh, you've got Jimmy Graham and, and Kelsey and probably the guy from uh, – who's the guy from – San Diego, Antonio Gates, who really kind of changed the position. My, my hero. Antonio Gates is my hero because here I was, 6'2", 225 pounds, 6% body fat, running a 4'4". I'm not Gates? an old school tight end. Yeah, you're new school. I'm the new school. I'm a Viking. <laughs> but my running back, who is a gazelle, he needs a blocker. He needs an extra blocker. And so sure I does. went Just old to school tight end, bro. And I went big, strong, and super fat King Eglon. <laughs> King of Moab. You went you went bro, That dude's a setter. <laughs> that dude is a but he's he wasn't super quick, but bro, he can block. You know, that's all I need is for him to just stand there for a couple seconds, block so that my gazelle can run right up past him. I love my pick. You said Eglon, but I pictured Jabba the Hut <laughs> playing Th- football. That's always how I pictured Eglon. So perfect. That's <laughs> oh, so funny, dude. Uh, uh, what a what a hilarious but terrible pick. <laughs> <laughs> now, my kicker. Okay, go ahead. Because I get to start this one. My kicker, it, this wins no matter what. Unfortunately, my kicker does not have a name. All right? Nameless, but it is a character in scripture. We're going to take this from Revelation 10, verse 1. Then I saw another mighty angel. So my kicker is the mighty angel. Coming down from heaven, wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow over his head. And his face was like the sun and his legs like pillars of fire. Oh, my my angel can kick a hundred yard field goal every single time. Fire. (laughs) I love that. And it's it's so funny that (laughs) this is how good and bad you are at this game all at one time, John, because you have a kicker who is ethereal that cannot be touched. Why wouldn't you let him be the running back instead of the broken gazelle? Because <laughs> this guy's got legs that are pillars of fire. I think pillar, I think strong. And and so he all he's good at is kicking. I, f- I feel like, yeah, I feel like this guy is going to be the best kicker of all time with yep. wasted talent because he could have been the best running back of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think yours wins. I'm going to go ahead and concede defeat before. But in Acts chapter 26... It says, we all fell to the ground. I heard a voice say to me in Hebrew, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? One of them, it's an account of one of the most famous moments of Christianity. It is hard for you to kick against the goad. Any idea what <laughs> kicking against the goad means, Jonathan? No. 
This proverb is, pr- is commonly found in Greek literature and in, the, in this context, context signifies the senselessness and ineffectiveness of any opposition to the divine influence in your life. So wow. he's kicking against the goad, which means that he's, that, he, that he's like, why even go against, you know, God? Because God's going to win. Like, he's more powerful than you. But it's one of the few times that kicking is mentioned in the Bible, and I did a quick Google search. So that's who, <laughs> that, that's who I have. I have St. Paul there, but I do think that yours is better, but wasted talent. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the kicker. So before we finish here with Defender and you get to start, you gave me the better QB. What do we yep. say on running back? Same? Uh, wh- who's your run- no 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 your gazelle is hurt after one game I win running okay back. and you're giving yourself wide receiver because you said who uh, Peter who caught yeah, fish and catch a ball he's old yeah super old so I've got I've it's two to one in my book all right uh, tight end I have Eglon uh, who is a, gr- a blocking tight end so we have to call that one a tie because we have different positions yours is fast and can catch and mine's uh, is is a blocker I don't know having a Viking on your offensive line I think I have to win there. I mean, yours is dead though. So, uh, and then and then <laughs> kicker, you're giving to me. So that means it's a two one. Two, it's a it's a two one two. So we're this is the tiebreaker. One two three four five. If 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 you win this one, in my mind, we tie. What? Okay, fine. I I have QB. No, sorry. You have QB. I have running back and receive and running back receiver tight end. You have kicker. So in my okay, mind, so you it's want this to be a three two tie. Okay, yeah. here we go. Okay, I'm starting, yes? Yep. Um, if we have I, the same one, I'm never talking to you again. No, because you said yours are all from the Bible. Mine's mine's a saint. Perfect, perfect. That's probably not real. We've talked about this before the show. Um, but my patron saint, who most people say probably didn't exist, but the legend says that he was so strong and burly that there was a there was a river that uh, there was a it was a strong river that people needed passage to get across and he was this strong big burly man and he would carry people across the river back and forth and the legend goes that there was a small child that arrived and this the strong big burly man that has carried entire families across the scary river this little child started you know started falling into the uh, on the shoulders of my guy saint christopher started falling in the river and because it was jesus and therefore saint christopher had the weight of the world on his shoulders and all he did was struggle a little bit he didn't drown he got baby jesus across the river he had the weight of the world on his shoulders and he was able to still carry it this guy is playing tight end he's he's better than all the watt brothers combined he would break the sack record he wouldn't just tie the sack record like tj he wouldn't just have 320 sack seasons like jj he would be the most incredible defensive end of all time. I'm going with St. Christopher. I win. Or, or, or you either lose or tie. There's no other. It was, a, it was a great, it was a great pick. I like your pick. Um, I, I, I decided to pick someone who goes a little bit hand in hand with my quarterback, but I have a question. Are you allowed to throw rocks in football? No, no, you are not. Therefore I have the greatest defender in all of scripture Goliath is my defender. <laughs> he is seven feet tall. He's an absolute beast, and he can play every single position. And the only way you can take him down is if you hit him in the head with a rock, but he's got a helmet on. He's got a helmet so on. Yeah, exactly. Goliath takes it and takes and the leader of my defense. Okay, this is really good. This is really good. I like your Goliath pick a lot. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Yeah, because like, yeah, you took- I was nervous that you were going to. I was like, don't pick the Old Testament. No, it, it's just so funny because like you took away the only argument I would have had. Can you throw rocks? No, then it's Goliath. The clear <laughs> answer, right? 100%. 
So here's the thing, John, and here's how fantasy football goes for me. Let's just say that we have, because we just said, I, I, I'm just trying to be honest with who I think had the better picks. I think I have three that are better. You think that people uh, that you have three that are better. Maybe the listeners have different opinions. Maybe they think I had four. Maybe they think you had four. Like the, It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter because this is what happens for me every year. I always draft the best team. I have a great, great season, and then it just falls apart. And inferior teams always ended up defeating me. I either don't make the playoffs or I lose. Like, I'll be the one seed and I'll lose in the playoffs to the guy that's like the sixth seed that barely made it in. So, even though that I think I have the better team going into the season, you're 100% winning the, winning the championship with this team because I can literally never win at fantasy football. So, congratulations. You win the Catholic Fantasy Football Championship. I expect my trophy in the mail by February 15th. Thank you. I'll, I'll just send you more $90 lingerie slash pets. <laughs> can't wait. Flying in them tomorrow. We have to address this. We have to address this. So, on the last episode that you were on, you were talking about what you wanted for, for Christmas. And you yeah. mentioned these Viore pants, right? Yeah. You and I didn't them- ask you for them. I didn't ask you for them. That's why I was so confused when they showed up without a name on it. Because I like I've I wasn't saying, hey Taylor, get, like I wasn't even joking with you. Hey bro, give me some Viore pants, right? I was telling you what I wanted, and I think you told me some of the stuff you wanted. You literally um, asked me, are you gonna get them for me? And I go, oh, no. Yeah, but I was, like, like, I was completely kidding, and I, and so I, like it didn't even cross my mind. But you, they showed up. No name, Taylor, John. I, how is this not <laughs> obvious? You mentioned Viore pants to me, and, and then but you, I they talked just about them on my stream, and I tweeted about it too. So I'm like, I, I was like, man, and so many, you know, come on, I'm sure people have your address that you like wouldn't normally think would. Um, I, I've gotten some Christmas cards from people I've met on Twitter. I think Marianne, who I love to death, probably has my John, address. they were $90. Who else was going to buy you that? <laughs> Dude, people are very generous to me, Taylor. It's very weird. I don't understand it. But I am so thankful, for real. I love them. I have two Viore pants. My wife got me a pair. You got me a pair. And I love them. I literally wear them every day. Well, I, I'm so happy we, we did this. So, uh, John. What a great show. What a great show. I'm not sending you anything. I'm not sending you anything else until at least maybe next Christmas. It was my thank you for the three years of service that you've given. I appreciate it, bro. Listen, I'll work for I'll work for 30 bucks a year. All right. I'll work for 30 bucks a year. And I'd rather get I'd rather save it every three years than than every year and go 30. So we'll just wait a couple more. I'll I'll send you some Viore shorts next year, just a third of what it was. Perfect. (laughs) They'll be short shorts, a third of the size of the pants. (laughs) All right, guys, that is our show for the day. I hope that you enjoyed it. I know that. I I did. So on behalf of me, Jonathan, and the other co-hosts that aren't listening to this, we love you, and I'll be back next week. See ya! ya! Thank you guys so much for watching and listening today. We hope that you enjoyed it as much as John enjoyed recording this. Not that I didn't enjoy it, but he just especially did today. We love our little Johnny. So uh, if you did enjoy it, please hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Even if you are listening on podcasts, open up that YouTube app. I know that you have it. Search for the Catholic. Hit subscribe. We have so much going on over there and we are inching closer to becoming partners over on YouTube, which would be a great thing for us, both in um, how many people that we can reach with the show and all the other videos that we are doing, but also financially. It's a way that you can help us for free. Doesn't cost you a thing, but 10 seconds. YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. Hit the subscribe button. It is free. Do it. Y'all are the best. Thank you so much, and I'll be back next week. Bye.